2: Hello once again everybody, welcome to another episode of Dairyland Talk. Mike Welland here with Sam Brahm, and it's time for more talk about the Brewers. As since we talked to you guys last week, they've made another big deal for an outfielder, sending Keon Broxon over to the New York Mets in a four-player trade. Also made a small minor league free agent signing. And have been in talks with one of the greatest postseason pitchers of the last 25 years. So, a lot going on, but Sam, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing good. I'm excited to see... I'm excited to talk about some of the Brewers news, the rumors, and excited to see what the Brewers do with with spring training coming up in a month or two.
2: Yeah, spring training just around the corner, and with it starting to uh, get colder up here in Wisconsin, I'm sure a lot of guys are getting ready to head out to Arizona and Get to the new facilities and get ready for baseball season. There's a lot to be excited for and a lot of big things going on with the Brewers. Of course, you can find out all that and more. You can always go to DairylandExpress.com to find all the latest writings and articles about that. Also listen to Dairyland Talk every week with me and Sam and also with all of our other great contributors as well and other different topics covering Wisconsin sports as well, wherever fine podcasts are found. But as we jump in, uh, let's start with the first big trade, Keon Broxton. After Santana was shipped to the Mariners, Broxton now on his way over to Flushing to play for the Mets. In, re- in return, they get Adam Hill, Bobby Wall, and Felix Valerio. Hill and Wall are right-handed pitchers, Valerio a second baseman. And it seems like the big catch is Bobby Wall. He is a fireballing reliever, 26 years old. Has seen smaller sense in the majors with the Athletics and the Mets in the past few years, but he's battled injuries. But when he's on, he has a profile kind of like Corey Knable.
3: Oh yeah, I. It amazes me that Stearns gets three players out of, pretty much a fourth outfielder, Bobby Wall, who could, I could see play a big role with with the bullpen. I see his AAA stats and just, eye, eye popping. Jeez, 136 opponents' batting average in AAA with a 2.20 ERA. Hopefully he can bring it to the majors he hasn't been able to. Like what you said, he's had short stints. But I'm excited to see what he can do. Aaron, Adam Hill, I almost said Aaron Hill, but uh, Adam Hill, he was drafted this year pretty pretty good. He didn't get many opportunities because he was drafted, but with his opportunities, he did very well. And I'm going to be honest, Felix Valerio, I could not find much information about him. But when you look at his stats, he did pretty well. With He was in the... Dominican League yes and he had a 319 average high on base percentage with good OPS i'm excited to see what these players are going to do in the farm and hopefully we'll see Bobby Wall in the bullpen maybe opening day yeah david Cern said
2: wall's going to get every opportunity to make the opening day roster and with we look at his statcast his average over his t- his major league tenure last year he averaged 95.3 miles per hour Per fastball, that's two miles an hour above the league average. He's, they said he can potentially hit triple digits. He's a big, stocky guy, listed at six two to ten. So he's a, a bigger guy. He can he throws hard. He's got a power curveball if he can get it fixed. Biggest thing with him is command. Same with Hill. Biggest thing for those guys has been their command because they all have some pretty good stuff. And then Valerio is kind of a lottery ticket. I feel like with Valerio, they replaced Jean uh, Carmona, who they sent over in the Jonathan Scope trade. So I feel like it's kind of replacement for him, as that lottery ticket middle infielder option, who you hope can work his way up from Latin America up into the big leagues like they've seen or in past years with guys like Jonathan Villar and Scope and and guys like Mauricio Doban, who's ran the cusp of the majors as well. But an interesting deal for the Brewers and I we I, we wish Keon and the best in New York. He was nothing but class throughout his tenure in Milwaukee. He was a very he was a very great defensive center fielder. He had moments with the bat as well. I mean he did go twenty twenty a couple years ago and he and he was a very, very good clubhouse presence and he didn't he didn't complain or get angry when he got demoted to triple A for most of last year, and he made the most of his opportunities when he was back up and he, including catching the final out of Game 163 against the Cubs. And so, Keon, we wish you the best. We thank you for your service, and also thank you for coming over in that trade with Pittsburgh and and taking advantage of the opportunity you had. So best of luck with the Mets for Keon Broxton, as he expected to share time with Juan Ligaris. So Sam, I'll go to you very quickly. What's your biggest memory of Keon Broxton's three years in Milwaukee?
3: Honestly, my favorite memory, because I was at the game, was 4th of July when he made that catch to Rob Brian Dozier in center field. That was just unbelievable. I was in the right field little bullpen area and just saw it from the side, and I'm I'm pretty sure my jaw hit the ground when I saw that. It was an unbelievable catch. That's my favorite memory of him, and honestly, I just loved his spirit always having fun in the dugout when he would make fun of Eric Thames do his little little walk after he hit a home run i love that and it sucks to see him go but i'm pretty sure he's going to get more opportunities in new york
2: no i agree and so i think at this point this means that ben gamble's the fourth outfielder is he not
3: yeah i think so because the depth has gone down because trading away Brett Phillips in August, Domingo and Keon, they have a lot of trust in him now. The, all, the only guys left are probably Tyrone Taylor, possibly Corey Ray, Troy Stokes, and they got a lot of trust in their youth, unless they're going to make a move, maybe for a minor league deal, but it seems like he's the go-to guy now.
2: I agree, and we'll, we'll get more on Corey Ray a little bit later. But don't sleep on Troy Stokes maybe making an appearance next year. He's on the 40 men now. Same with Tyrone Taylor. They could be given every, every opportunity as well to get the spot. Also, you have, they talked about Corey Spanger. Eric can play in the outfield. Obviously, Aaron Perez can play out there. Eric Thames can play in the corners. And so there's a lot of options with the outfield. But it seems at this point, there's no more controversy. Whereas last year? Where can you find it best for Santana? Where can you find it best for Brox and for Phillips? But now it's pretty clear cut now. It is gonna be Braun, Kane, and Yelich in the outfield next year. The Braun at first base experience is over. He is now officially their left fielder from here going forward.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm honestly very happy that that Braun experiment didn't last very long. It was it was pretty ugly, but it's gonna be interesting to see just because Braun hasn't had like, he hasn't been very durable, battled injuries, that just also shows how much trust they have in Gamble because Braun has shown that he's not going to be here for all 162. He's going to be down, but I think Gamble is like an underrated move that they made because just people were worried about that. But Lefty, good good power. Well, he had a power outage last year, but good power, especially in Miller Park. As a lefty, that's going to be good for him. Good good hitter for average. I think that'll be a good guy that will make a big impact this year.
2: Absolutely, I agree. And so in other news moving over toward the mound, according to The Athletic's Robert Murray, the Brewers have made an agreement with pitcher Jake Patrica, pending the physical. Uh, it's a split deal because he does have an option remaining, so it sounds like he could maybe opt out of that deal later on. Patrica currently 30 years old. He'll be 31 in June. 6'5", 220, uh, pretty solid stats. He had 14 saves with the White Sox back in 2014. Uh, not a big strikeout guy, only 41 and in 45 innings last year, 16 walks. Did give up six home runs with the Blue Jays last year. Career ERA of 3.98 in 222 Major League games, including 41 last year. He's won 10 in his career, so he's... A solid depth guy, he could be like the Dan Jennings type pitcher that that the Brewers can have as a guy who can kind of swing around, eat multiple innings if you need him, come in as a mop-up duty. He seems like a solid option, a big, tall righty.
3: Yeah, I think he could be one of those hidden gems because once you look at his stats, it's not the greatest, but hopefully when he enters Milwaukee, just like a lot of pitchers, it seems like they do better for some reason. I don't know if it's just the atmosphere and what it's like in the clubhouse. But I'm excited I'm kind of excited to see what he's gonna do. He's got a I'm pretty sure he's a sinker slider guy who could play a big role in the bullpen hopefully this season. And that's what they've been praising. It seems like besides the rumors, they've been kind of going towards depth at the bullpen area and I think he could be a big role.
2: Yeah, and and for me I still can't get past like the Dan Jennings version, because Jenny's another sinker slider guy. I think Patrick is a lot of the same way. He's sinker slider. He's going to eat innings. He's not going to trick out a ton, but he's not going to really make too many mistakes as well. I think he's, he's he's had a couple workhorse years. He had 67 and 62 appearances in 2014 and 15 with the White Sox. Very solid guy. His best year was in 2014, in the area under three in 67 games. He finished 33 of them. That's when he got his 14 saves, also through 73 innings that year with a whip of 1.37. So he's he's a guy who's not going to wow you, but he's also not going to be a bad arm. I think it's a good chance to take not weight my level, but a very good uh, chance to take on a guy so that can make a play happen like that. But now we move on to the big fish. And the whole news the past couple days has been Madison Bumgarner. Uh, stories came out that the Brewers are really the only team that has a, a realistic chance at Bumgarner if, if they were going to trade him from the Giants. And then even more today, uh, John Morosi came out with a story about what the Giants were asking for Bumgarner. And it and it said it started with either one of Burns, Woodruff, or Peralta. There had to be a starting point in that deal. There's also talks about the Brewers trying to counter with making Corey Ray the centerpiece of the deal with the Giants needing outfield help. Bumgarner is a one-year rental with a pretty hefty price tag, and I, the Brewers have done a really good job building from within and getting their young guys opportunities and letting them learn on the job. And if you were to trade away one of those young starters for Bumgarner, who hasn't had a complete season in a couple of years due to injuries, and he's coming off an injury to his throwing shoulder last year, that's a big time risk and this one that I, I I personally would not be comfortable with. What about Utah? What about you, Sam?
3: I am not a fan of it just because the fact that he hasn't thrown 100 over 150 innings since 2016 his velo has gone down his stats are still there but still i don't want to trade a young arm who has a lot of potential for someone that you're probably going to get one for one year and it's and you don't know how many innings he's gonna throw i understand his track record world series hero great in the playoffs I understand that, but it's just it just doesn't seem right to do because with that high price just for one year, it it doesn't seem like a smart move.
2: No, I agree. And would you do would you do anything with Corey Ray if he was a centerpiece? Or are you saying avoid bumgunner completely?
3: I say I'm kind of on the edge with that because Corey Ray because he had a breakout year last year and I think he's going to go up from here. The outfield is, I honestly think that the depth is like, it's good, but it's not great. And Corey Ray is a big part of that depth. And I don't want to trade away another outfielder after already trading away, I believe four since August. I don't want to take that risk.
2: Yeah, I agree with you with that. I, I, I would avoid putting any of those guys in there. I would Plus, you look at the nature of the way the Brewers run their pitching staff. Baumgartner is a notorious iron until the injuries—an iron man, an innings eater. Guy's gonna throw seven innings every game, but that's not the Brewers' style. They 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 expect their starters to go five, maybe six. If you get a really great start, you can go maybe seven or eight, but they want to get their starters through the outs needed, and then they go to Canavel, Jeffress, Hader. Uh, maybe Patrick and maybe Wall. Any other bullpen arms that are around their junior Guerra. They they don't rely on their starters nearly as much as other teams. Whereas Baumgartner is a guy who who makes his living being relied on as that guy who's going to give you a ton of innings and a ton of pitches, and a guy who who who's so competitive and out there that he could also maybe ruffle some feathers with the very loose Brewers clubhouse.
3: Yeah, that's one thing. Just because just how he carries himself, he doesn't seem like a fun guy like the fun club, fun clubhouse the Brewers have. I just don't think it would, that would be a good fit. And also, with like what you said, with doing the more bullpen style, that's kind of the reason I don't want Baumgartner. And i kind of iffy with maybe someone like Kluber as well, workhorse, someone who will throw seven or eight innings. I don't think that'd be a good fit either.
2: No, I agree. So that's... Something to keep an eye on as well. We'll see if anything comes over the next few weeks. A lot of beat writers have made the point that if there was actually going to be a move involving any of those names, it would have been done by now. Uh, I think David Stern is holding pretty firm on whether to let go of any of his major guys. I, I don't think Burns, Woodruff, or Peralta are going anywhere. I think all three, at the very least, uh, Burns and Woodruff will be a part of the rotation this coming year. With Peralta, maybe the next guy up uh, coming up from Triple A. But either way, the Brewers in pretty good hands in the minors. But that's such a fascinating thing to look at uh, moving forward as well to see what they do against spring training just a little bit away. Uh, The new Maryville facility, Brewers looking up there. They're looking up at the NL Central, uh, trying to keep pace and defend their National League Central crown with the Cardinals and Cubs. So so I figure I kind of want to do this for the next few weeks until we get ready for the season. Just do a quick stock report of... The Brewers and the NL Central. Well, obviously they're, they're the team to beat as the defending champions. But what do you see right now in their hierarchy compared to what the Cubs and Cardinals have done?
3: The Cardinals have made some big moves. The Cubs, well, are the Cubs. But I, I may be biased, but I still think that the Brewers are the top team. They have an underrated rotation. The bullpen is solid. They've added a lot of guys. Maybe some hidden gems that could help, and that offense is still very good. Once they add a reliable second baseman, I think they're gonna solidify themselves just around the league as the top team in the NL Central and i I it's just sucks that people are still looking down at them because because the Cardinals made moves in the Cubs. Chris Bryant was hurt. Darvish was hurt, stuff like that. But still, the Brewers are still good. They didn't get rid of any key guys. They still have that same team. They still have that same coach. Pitching coach is gone, but they got a good guy that has been in the organization and knows the pitchers. I just think all around, they're still a great team, and they're still the top team.
2: No, I agree. I think that's. I think until they get to throne or until they lose a major piece— they are the team to beat. They're going to be the team guys team are gunning for. They're being viewed as a very trendy World Series pick already for next year, thinking that's why a lot of people are trying to get to the Bumgarner trade, thinking that could put them over the top. But I do think the Brewers are a team to keep an eye on. They're a team to beat. And Remember, they're just a game away from the World Series this year. I think they could have competed with the Red Sox maybe a little better than the Dodgers did. I think they were more built for it. But either way, there's a lot to be excited for. So as you wrap things up, what, what's going to be the biggest thing you're going to look for over the next week as far as Brewers news?
3: Second base, because they've been linked to a lot of guys. They've been linked to Harrison. They've been linked to Dozier. They've been linked to Lowry. And nothing has happened. And things are coming up, like big events, like last year on the 25th with Yelich and Kane. I, I kind of predicted that the middle of January, the end of January, something was going to go down, and I think something will. They've been very patient, and I think the patience is going to end, and they're going to strike, and they're going to make that move. All
2: right, sounds good. So we'll, we'll hold you to that. We'll talk about that next week. We'll see if your prediction comes true or
3: not. So
2: for Sam, as we wrap things up, what are you working on for Dairyland Express right now?
3: Right now I'm working on an article just talking about how – The rotation is really good right now, and I don't think they need a star pitcher. Okay,
2: fair enough. Uh, I'm not writing a ton right now. I'm doing a lot of high school sports, so that's been kind of taking all my time. I actually just finished two games tonight before I went to record with you. So for Sam Brown, this is Mike Wendland signing off for one more week. Again, tune in next week for more Dairyland Talk, and tune in for more Dairyland Talk among other Wisconsin sports teams throughout the rest of the week as well. So until next time we'll talk more brewers and see you more see you next time with more stories from the Dairyland